Oh, that felt good to hear. We want to welcome <laughs> every single person here into the Philly Grit podcast. Yes, I said it right, baby. Philly Grit, because that's what we give you. And this is going to be an objective look at the big four sports here in Philadelphia. Now, no, dis- no disrespect to... You know, the union who are doing their thing right now. I was about to say, yo, you I was actually to. just about to say, yo, the union, they're holding their own. They did win a big right. game last week, 1-0. Yeah. We are, we and, are, I mean, we are. in the playoffs. Yo, dude, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they're going for the cup. Yeah. So this is going to be Flyers, Sixers, Eagles, and of course, your Philadelphia Phillies. And uh, we couldn't be more excited to be doing this. This is episode one. And... uh Let's get this thing cracking right now. I've been I've been dying. We both, Wes and I, have been dying to do this for so long. And uh, it feels good to finally get it going. So without further ado, let's just get into this. Let's, why don't we start talking some Flyers hockey, huh? Please. Finally, we finally we got we got hockey back. Well, I mean, sports in general. Are, I mean, the, the, the football's been kicking for a while. But I mean, we just look. got hockey and, uh, and basketball back. Well, that's the thing. Right now, we're sitting in the rare moment of our all of our sports teams are, you know what I mean? They're all a part of this. Yeah, right and, now, and, which is rare. It's really yeah, yeah, it doesn't normally yeah. it doesn't normally just, happen. Normally, the Phillies and, aren't doing what they're doing right now. <laughs> so, so many, so many storylines, and what a great time to start a Philly sports podcast. It is the I was just perfect. Thinking it that. is it is the perfect time. So, like I said, we are going to start off with the Flyers, and since we are starting this, and obviously the season has has been underway a little bit. We've we've got six games under our belt. We're not going to talk about all the six games that just happened. We'll talk a little bit about a couple games that just passed. We'll take a look ahead at, at what's coming up. And uh, that's how we'll get this thing started. So the Flyers are, are sitting right now at 4-2, and two, which if you asked a lot of people before the season started, probably four games better than they would have anticipated. I would sit here and say within the first six games, I would not put them at 4-2. and two. I probably would put them maybe at like, you know what I mean, 2-4, and four, maybe 3-3. Three and three, You know what I mean? You mean and and that would be squeaking out like overtime wins. Yeah, and uh, it's it's been happening all you know with you know, a couple different ways, but you know, like like you said, you know, the off season, the off season was interesting. You bring it, you know, you you unload a, a Philadelphia. Well, I mean, you didn't that's technically doing the off season that at the end of the season, but you unload a staple like Claude Giroux, and you know, you you realize that it's it's t- and you get a new bench boss and Torts, so you know it's about to be a a, a culture change for the Philadelphia Flyers. And especially um, with what he said in, you know, what I mean, with talking yeah. to the press, like he has said multiple times that he hates he does not like at all the environment in that locker room. Yeah, I think the the, uh, the word that he used was soft. He said that he said that, you know, that that uh, basically called the whole team soft. And, and that was the first interview that I saw with him now towards uh, John Tortorella. For those who don't know him as towards, but we're just going to call him towards here. He. um he is he is a character. He is a character. And depending on who you talk to, you know, some people love him or hate him. He's been he's been he's been around the block. Stanley Cup winner with uh with, with Tampa Bay back in 03, I think. And uh, you know, he's coached here and there since then. He's been, I believe he had a stop in Vancouver. I think most recently he was in Columbus. And you know, you hear a lot of good, you hear a lot of bad. Now the bad that I hear is just maybe it's from us because we are Philly. We are gritty. We are used to this shit is that he is a tough, he's a tough guy. He's a tough, he's demanding. He's demanding. And some people seem to have an issue with that, that maybe he's a little too demanding. Um, I would just, I mean, look, I would say straight up, 
that means that he wants people held accountable. That's what yeah, I mean. Yo, when you talk about this, need. that is all that I hear. All I hear is, you know, I mean, Tortorella wants, you know, I mean, he wants he wants his men held accountable on the ice when they're out there with everything they're doing. Like, I think it might have been the uh, Tampa game. We had within the first like period and a half, we had like four like back to back to back to back penalties you yeah. mean, that we had to kill off. And like they showed they showed Tortorella after like the second one. You can see it all he, over his face. Yeah, he doesn't hide anything. No, he is. And that's something that I love about him is he is super like you don't worry about what he's thinking. You are. He is. Oh, you can see transparent. 100 percent. See what he's what he's thinking. <laughs> and, you know, there were plenty of people, you know, we have, you know, when you watch our pregame and postgame, you've got Hartsey on there who had the privilege of playing for torts. And, you know, he said how wild those training camps were. And even some of our own analysts were saying, like, they wondered if, if some of our players were even going to survive camp. Yep. And it seems like his message is damn everything else the first thing we're going to do is make sure that we are if not the most one of the most well-conditioned teams because if you don't have conditioning you have nothing and if you've watched flyers teams in the past which we've had we have you see how they start to fatigue not just towards the end of the season towards the end of games it's one of the reasons i hated watching a lot of flyers games because like towards like the end of the second into the third they you mean when they do like a like ding and dunk shit and you know what I mean? Like, like that's always been something that bothered me because we've never had guys actually hustle for the puck when it ends up down in the zone. Yeah, every you'd watch so many Flyers games and you'd watch the other and you would think that whenever we had the puck, it almost looked like we were in slow motion. And then when other teams get it, they yeah. were just flying around. And it's like, man, it was wild to see. So, you know, you got towards now. and That shit made me think got, Coach Carter, like for real. Yeah. Now, what's not? Out of the ordinary is a slew of injuries. We came right out the gate with injuries. Rasmus Ristolainen has an injury. Uh, Ryan Ellis has been, we traded for him injured. Who, who knows, knock on wood, if we'll ever even see him in a flyer sweater again. And if we do, for how long? You had Coots go down again right before the season started. Uh, Cam Atkinson was banged up before the last game. So it is... Uh, it is the youth running things right now. <laughs> it is uh, young guys are certainly getting opportunities, and you want to see what say, they're there's doing. No other way. There's no other way right now, and I think that's been to their advantage so far within these first half dozen games of the season because nobody really can prep for a team this young to where there really isn't much tape on any of these guys. No, at least not much pro tape at at, at this point. And and you're right. And it's you know. I've been trying to figure out and make sense of the beginning of this season. Cause like I said, it's far different from what most people expected. And, you know, hopefully I'm wrong, but I'm almost wondering if teams just had us pegged to be so bad that they kind of just felt like it was the, you know, we can just kind of show up and win and, you know, playing these young guys that don't know any better. They don't know that they shouldn't be very good. Is that uh, you know they're they're taking it to these teams and and we've fallen behind in a, in a couple games like teams get yes. out to a jump I think in our first three games I think we had to come from behind in all three of them um, yeah I well I mean I know for a fact we had to come behind from uh, two gold two goals down for that uh, Tampa game yeah and we had to come from a goal down and and I think one if not both of the other two and and Carter Hart has you know overall. He's looked great. I mean, shit, he hasn't lost a game yet. He's had he's had some duds, but he's gotten stronger as the game's gone on, which is great. Which is great. Um, and you know, unfortunately for Felix Sandstrom, who I don't know about you, 
and I don't know necessarily the depth that we have right now and how it's looking, but I don't quite know that I'm sold on him as a number two yet. I mean, shit, he was 0-4-1 coming into the season. I don't hold much of that against him because look who was playing in front of him okay. last season and how they were playing, so I can't put much of that on him, but he'll I make I mean, but these... how much of that is he putting on himself? Goalies I, are... I, dude, goalies are strange. Yeah. Goal, like, yeah. Goalies, quarterbacks... um. You know what I mean? Like a, a like a lot of guards normally, and um, uh, shit, uh, fuck goalies. What the hell was I? Kickers. Yeah, they're all yeah. weird. They all do weird shit. And goal, dude, goalies are such a they have such a strange mindset. To where yeah. maybe maybe he needs to get it. Like I honestly think he needs to get himself past it because the team, like we haven't been out of any of these games, even. Even the San Jose game, which we, which, which I think we lost three nothing, right? Yeah, there was there was an empty net goal, I believe, at the at the end of the game. It was okay, fine. So for the most part, t- you do two goals, and so far from what they've shown us, it's this isn't this isn't that kind of Flyers team that would once we're down like two or three goals, we go, oh, here we go. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, no, yeah. we can't come back, dude. This is yeah. like, I, I mean, the, the, I'm not like I said, I'm not. It's it's two games into the season for him, at least. I'm not. I'm not going to grill him yet. I mean, I think once he gets that first one under his belt, maybe to be different. It's just what I'm seeing is, you know, making a lot of the saves that he shouldn't save, which is great, but then really giving up some that you just gotta have, and that that's killed the Flyers in the past. Is yeah. is having that, and you know, I, I I'm hopeful that he can take that next step. And let's dive into the season a little bit. So, like I said, we started off uh, three and zero, oh, and the one loss that the one loss that we had, it's you know, it's one of those things you can almost chalk up to a schedule loss. I mean, you're playing back to back on the road against a very, very good Florida Panthers team who, you know, yeah. did, you know, granted, they flamed out in epic proportions in the playoffs last year. But up until then, they, they were a dynamo. So losing. I mean, look, there's them, a reason that, you know, what I mean, Giroux went there. Yeah, it was a, it was a great shot at a cup. Now, funny enough, the other team that he could have gone to is the team that won the cup. That <laughs> but, is true. That's that neither true. here nor there, but uh, yeah. So you know that's a schedule loss. You lose that game against Florida, not, not, not a humongous deal. And then you come right back and you get a nice three-one win in Nashville. And uh, you know Nashville's been been having some struggles, but yeah, but did... even so, in that in that stadium, you know, what I mean, I mean that stadium. I I I don't think the Flyers have like the best record, so. Yeah, and if you want to now, I I pulled up the team stats for this Nashville game, and you want to talk about dominance, at least in the faceoff circle. This is one of those games that I'm kind of surprised that Nashville won because we, or that I'm sorry that the Flyers won because we didn't do much that translates to winning. We got outshot thirty-two to fifteen, we got outhit thirty-eight to nineteen, so they were far more physical. The faceoff circle, forty to 16 whoa so we barely got to start with but damn near damn near three quarters of the game we started without the puck wow yeah they had more power that is play some fortitude dude they had more power play opportunities i i will give us you know we we blocked some shots we, you know we had a uh, 22 to 12 advantage but that is not a game where i would have thought they pulled the w. especially on the road because we played that in bridgestone so True. the fact that we won that game is is a little wild, but we did win that game. And then again, a schedule loss. You're still on the road, or not? Uh, sorry, not on the road, but you go from Nashville. You come back home for a back-to-back against San Jose, and 
kind of the opposite until you get to a key stat. You look up the stats, we outshot them by five. We outhit them. We were much better in the faceoff circle. I'm assuming Torts got in everybody's ass after a 40 to, what I say, 40 to 14? 16. 40 to 16. I'm not um, going to forget that number. We were, yeah, we were 38 29 advantage us in the faceoff circle. But then you get all the way down, you get to giveaways. 13 giveaways to four. That's just smart that's hockey. and those are just unforced. That's just errors. smart hockey. That's yeah, all that. So is. like that, like you want to know how you get yourself in it. Like I said, it ended up three nothing. But you want to talk about how you get yourself in a two zero hole? Give the puck away thirteen times and Absolutely. only and only take it away four times. Absolutely, um, that's that's not a recipe for success. But again, all things considered, we started the season four and two. I mean, you know, I know there's a lot of people, myself included, who were kind of hoping that we weren't going to be that good because Connor Bedard is going to be the number one overall pick, and I would love to have him. But people are putting him in in the uh, Patrick Kane, you know what I mean? Uh, thought he's got some he's, of like a potential and play style. I think he's going to be incredible and i and i can't wait to see where he goes but but anyway a little look ahead into the flyers uh schedule just the games that we got coming up before the next time that uh, before our next episode we do see the panthers again so chance to get a little redemption there hope we get it. um we and then we follow that up uh with playing uh against the hurricanes who are definitely on the up and up carolina's on the up and up they're a fun they're a fun team they're a fast team they're a skilled they did team great last year they made it. You I mean they made it nicely into the playoffs last year? Um, Brenda Moore. I can never say yeah. anything bad about him. He is one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah, and then if there is a game to circle on your, if there's an early season game to circle on your schedule, it is literally the next time we record, which will be next Tuesday. Okay. We go to MSG to face those New York Rangers. As of right now, not the start to the season. People thought they would have their three, two, and one. Um, but you know how those games go against the Rangers. They're a, they're a tough team. They're a tough out. They got a lot of good players. Yeah, uh, and not, yo, yo, not to mention you want to talk about somewhere that Tort spent a lot of time. Yeah, dude, oh he, yeah, you, dude, yo, yo, he was well. dude, yo, he was behind the board. He was behind the the bench with New York for plenty of years. We yeah, and you he, got to see and you got to see a lot behind the scenes there too because one of the years that he was uh, yes, coach for them right. was when they played us in the Winter <clears throat> Classic. Yep. So we got to see, I forget what channel they used to put it on. I feel like that at that point it was Showtime maybe. Um, but yeah, when they did the, like the behind the scenes stuff and you got a good look at him there and how, you know, how he coaches and he, you know, he, he demands, he's, he's demanding. Like I said, I'm, I'm glad to have him on our it's side, good. holding our players accountable. Look, I've, I have felt like for, and you mean, look, this goes for all of our fucking teams. You mean like, like I, I always want people accountable. I want the players, the coaches accountable, and I don't want them accountable to the fault of Andy Reid and, you know what I mean, Doug Peterson. You know what I mean? I don't one want of, that. One but, of my oh, – sorry, go ahead. But I, sorry, I want – you know what I mean? I want them to be like, look, I want them – like you know what I mean? Like, like what Jalen Hurts is doing now, being like, look, 6-0 and was nice, but where are we at? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Because, look, I dude, I could tell you the stats right now of the best yeah. team in the NFL, and not not one of them is number one. Yeah. So, so, you know, speaking to what you, you know, just to piggyback off what you're talking about with accountability, one of my favorite quotes in, in all of movies, definitely sports movies, uh, is from Friday Night Lights, and it and it speaks to exactly what you're talking about. I mean, I'm sure you've seen Friday Night Lights, plenty <laughs> of movie. times, fantastic movie. But when Coach Gaines is given that speech at the end, and he says to his team, uh, to his team, he said, you know, look your teammates in the eyes. 
and don't leave this field without knowing that you told them the truth. And that truth is that you did everything that you could. There's not one more thing that you could have done. Yep. And if you can live in that, then then you're perfect. I love that quote to be able to, and that goes across all sports to be able to look your teammates in the eye and be like, there's not one more thing, not one more thing I could have given you, not one more drop of blood, sweat, tears, none of it. There's nothing else I could have given to change this outcome. And I mean, to go ahead and give that a deeper and more broad look, like, I mean, did you put that to life? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I like I look at my kids. Apply that to your family. I look at my yeah. kids. I look at my wife. You know what I mean? And you I mean, I apply everything of myself to them. You know what I mean? And that, you know, that's what it is. I hold myself accountable. You know what I mean? Being, you, you mean being the person that I am for my house. There's nothing worse. And everyone's felt this way at some point. Like you said, in life and sports, everyone's felt this way. There's nothing worse than going to sleep, knowing the outcome of something and knowing that you had a little bit more in the tank or you know that there's something else that you could have done. There's there's almost nothing worse. Yeah. <laughs> because then you have the what if that seeps in and then it's just it's just no go. But And um, with my brain, that happens a lot. Now, why don't we move into a why don't we move into a little flyer segment here that we're going to be calling the shootout? Yes, the shootout. So well, the one shootout one me versus Wes here. Wes is <coughs> firing some shit off at me. Mm, excuse me. So what, what's going to happen here is I'm going to ask Andy a few questions. He's going to go ahead and give me his honest, most pure answers. And yeah. if he takes too long, I'm going to find something to act like a button and to go. Eh. You know what I mean? Tell you, <laughs> come on. Yeah. All right. All right, so even though we did talk about this, the first one I want to talk about is what is your thoughts? What is your honest thoughts on the first few games of the season? My honest thoughts on the first few games of the season is I am I am surprised that we are where we are. I'm a little bit more surprised that with a new coach, a lot of young guys, I am surprised that when other teams got off to leads that we were able to battle back. I thought if you were to tell me that we were 4-2 and two after six games, I would have told you that the four games that we won, we've had a lead to start the game to think that we have come back okay is something i would not have expected yeah um i need to find out from you whether this has changed or not but at least within the first few games within the first like three i know for a fact we've only had one player who has a letter and that is scott lawton who has an a now my question for you because well look i already know because of the because of the way he sees the culture in the locker room tortorella doesn't want to put that on somebody, especially with a team like the Flyers, you know what I mean, and yeah. even more so of what that C would represent. Um, my thoughts, my, my my question to you is: What are your thoughts on Scott Lawton being the only player with a letter? It's funny that you say that because I had a conversation. I've had a conversation, multiple conversations with uh, with buddies on on my hockey team, and and even with with Alex, my wife, and. You know, I'm glad that they're waiting to see to put it to <laughs> waiting to see to put the C on somebody. But I was thinking if there was someone currently on this roster that I had to pick to make captain, you know who I picked? Hmm. Scott Lawton. Lawton. I thought Lawton. And for the only he is not the most skilled guy, but he is as far as I can see on this current roster, he is the only player on it that never cheats you with effort. Ever. He never goes out for a shift that you don't know he's out there. It's just, it's almost kind of like the Mike Richards thing where granted Mike Richards did have a certain amount of skill and so does Scott Lawton, but they're, they're not your most skilled guys. He's not the guy that goes on the ice and you're like, ah, he's the one I'm counting on to give us a goal. Like Datsuk or, or, or who's out here 
any of the any of the top. But I'm saying though, guys. like I mean, like but or yeah. like Connor, you know what I mean, like Connor McDavid, yeah. or you I mean even Sidney Crosby, yeah. like yeah, oh yeah, not they're not even they're not even in the same realm. But like I said, he does not cheat you with effort, and he's somebody that you can point to for anyone else on the team and be like, that's who you like, that's what you need to give every time you're on the ice. I like that. So, um, so my thoughts on him being the only one with a letter, I'm okay with it for right now, and. You know, while I'm not av- while I'm not saying slap the C on the guy, I'm I'm on, I'm on I'm 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 on with them as far as waiting. But if I had to pick, it would be him. Okay. Uh, the last one I want to talk about is actually a story that I found on ESPN, um, and it has to do with the last game. You know what I mean? So the game against the Sharks. Um, okay. we got to see a friendly face come back to town. Oh, the young, yeah. bright-eyed face of um, Oscar Lindblom. And, of course, yeah. the Flyers bought out the last year of his contract so that way he could go to another team. And because the Flyers just, I mean, they just knew that, you know I mean, he wasn't going to make it on this roster for yeah. whatever reason that Tortorella was going to have, you know I mean, regardless. So he ended up with um, San Jose. He signed a two-year deal with them, which is awesome. And um, he came back, and the game was at Wells Fargo Center, and there was a really nice... um little thank you like a video tribute a video yeah. tribute to oscar from you know, I mean the organization and the fans and it was a standing ovation and oscar limbaum's he stood up you know I me mean? you know, he put his you know, he tapped his hand to his heart and you know I me mean? dude that was like yo i'm getting like tingles right now just talking about it again you know like i like i love it you know because I mean? yeah he found out that he had a rare blood uh rare bone cancer and uh, Ewing sarcoma, I believe, right? Ewing sarcoma, yes. And he got treated here in Philly because when it comes down to most cancers, you know what I mean? Like uh, this area is, you know I mean, one of the best in the world. Yeah. Um. So he got treated here. He went like, I think it was like, like 16, 18 months or something like that with all the, you know, everything with the chemo and radiation and everything else. Um. He beat it. And it is still in remission. He he said he's uh, he did say in the article that he's going back another few weeks for another uh, another scan. But right now everything looks great. Um, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on um, on seeing the video and seeing Limblom's um, reaction, and you know what I mean, and you know, seeing him in another jersey. You know, seeing him in another jersey wasn't necessarily too weird, just because it's not like he had a super long tenure here. So it's not one of those things where like when you see when we see G in Ottawa and, you know, you see him, it, that's weird. Like, that's weird to see because it's like he spent yeah. so much time here. Um, but you don't have to be here for a long time to make an impact. And Oscar definitely made an impact. He was he was always a good player, a, you know, a good player, great teammate. And then just to carry himself the way he did with the with the the, the more important battle that he had. And just to even get back, just to even get back on the ice is, is crazy. Um, as fast as he did, yeah, he got and, to play um two games in the uh in the playoffs in the twenty twenty. Yeah, and 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 good for him that he landed. You know, he he landed on his feet. He landed in San Jose and landed in San Jose, getting money that he wouldn't have gotten here. Yeah. So not only did he is he still playing, but he's getting paid. And uh, you know, I'm I'm hopeful that he has a you know a a long career. Um. You know, he's as long as he's not. You know, he's not on our team, so I hope he doesn't win any cups unless he comes back. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, he's um, he's a fighter, man. He's a fighter through and through. But uh, anyway, 
why don't we uh i think we've talked enough flyers don't you think yeah i think so i think we could jump to the next i think we did their due diligence so how about a little bird watching baby a little little eagles football huh because lord knows (laughs) they've uh they've given us an interesting season thus far they've given us an interesting season thus far so of course we are talking about the six to no philadelphia eagles um with a player like Jalen Hurts, who only has two, you know what I mean, two giveaways so far this season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolute low. You know what I mean? He has, I think it was 11 touchdowns, I believe I saw. That number might have went up since the since the Dallas game, though. So, I, well, yeah, I believe he has six passing touchdowns and, like, I think five or six rushing yeah. touchdowns. Uh, our next game is, um, it's home against, uh, is it home? I think it's home. Yeah. Yeah, Pittsburgh it is. Okay. Steelers, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I don't know why, but I always love saying this. Back in the day, during the during the war, during World War II, I believe it was. No, that, yeah, it was World War II because because the team didn't even come in until 1933. So back in World War II, uh, because of the shortage of um of people being able to go ahead and like play the sport, they combined the two Pennsylvania teams to create the Pennsylvania Steagles mm-hmm. into which half the season they would play. I, I believe it was Franklin field at the time. And then half of the season they would play um, over at three rivers. <clears throat> now, one of the things I did want to talk about, and I did, I did make this point to you earlier was the fact of where we sit, where we sit right now with these rankings. So um, offensively, Offensively, it, I mean, I'm a little disappointed. I mean, I'll be completely honest with it. Um, so passing, we're sitting at 24th. You mean that's not obviously that's not great. Receiving, obviously, we're sitting at also 24th. Um, first downs, we are sitting at 15th. We have 40 first downs. Cleveland actually is number one in first downs. Figure that shit out. Um, rushing, this one makes a lot of sense. At 936 total yards, is we are ninth. Yeah. Completely expect that. And um, points, we are sitting at 10th. Let's go ahead. I mean, look, we can do a quick little breakdown of this, um, of what we're going to see. So, uh, Kyler Pickett is the quarterback that we're going to be seeing from the Steelers. He's currently sitting at seven interceptions, two touchdowns, and 771 yards. So, I'm not entirely worried about that. <laughs> Look, their defense scares me a lot more than their offense. I'll say that. Because I mean, look, it's it's Mike Tomlin, okay? So you know what I mean that that Pittsburgh defense is always nasty. It doesn't matter who you know what I mean who's who's running it. But um, dude, if like if you look at the stats for this, um, dude, you're talking about like our average points, like passing yards, you know what I mean, opponents rushing yards, like dude, we're sitting in some really really great spots. Uh, we have look, we have one of the best defenses in the league right now. We have the best corner duo in the league right now with uh james bradbury and uh big play Darius slay no yeah. no no i don't he doesn't like oh. people calling him Darius. all right big play slay it is he is he is only he is only called big play slay his wife calls him big play slay <laughs> which i'm guessing has has some more meanings than one Giggity. yeah i'm gonna stay out of that bedroom but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 sure 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 yeah me too me too me too me too um but yeah you're you're i mean but I mean, like, right. yo, dude, we've had some. The games that have scared me are the games that I'd never thought would scare me. 
You know what I'm saying? Like playing against Detroit week one, that game scared me. We only won by three. Um, playing against Jacksonville down in the first in the first quarter, 14 nothing. Yeah, that's not something that I was expecting. Um, but then like the way we have been coming back, this team has shown that they they can literally do anything. Anything. They are at the they're working at the level right now of if you if you give them a if you give them a crack, it looks like the Grand Canyon. Yeah. They will make a way through it. And that is something yeah. it, it there's yeah. so much fortitude in this team. It's it's been a long time since we've had multiple ways to beat you. You know what I mean? Like granted, like you said, you know, we're only, you know, twenty-fourth in in passing and stuff like that, but the weapons that we have are there. You know what I mean? Yes. When you have when you have the running game that we have between, you know, Jalen Hurts, of course, Miles Sanders, Scott when he he didn't play last game, but um Yeah, Brandon Scott's another you know, one, yeah. But like w- when you have the running game like that and Gainwell, it, obviously. It, and Gainwell, absolutely. And it just it opens up everything else. And, you know, we we have we have weapons everywhere you look. You've got Devontae Smith, you've got AJ Brown, you've got Dallas Goddard, you've got um What's his face? Um, you got AJ Brown. You got Devonte Smith. You have um, there's one person that I'm forgetting. That's not necessarily on their level yet, but he still produces. Um, you got a uh, you got uh, Quazel, not Quazel, um, Quez Watkins. Quez, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you that's go. yeah. That that's what I'm thinking of. But um, see, I was getting yeah, there, and 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 all of those <laughs> weapons are the are the reason why we are six and zero. And what is funny to me is they're starting to come around. But when you watch, you know, if you watch any sports shows, a lot of the media, a lot of the analysts are, you know, still don't have us, number one, only, only because of Jalen Hurts. And it's not that this season that he hasn't, like everything he's done this season has, should have silenced doubters. You can only play who's on your schedule. It's not his fault that we played who we played. Point is, he's done what he's supposed to do in the games. Now, you tell me, honest, honest thought. If if the only thing different about our team, our record was the same, everyone we played was the same, everyone on our team was the same. Take out Jalen Hurts, put in Josh Allen. Do you think that they would have us ranked number one across everywhere? Yes, they would. Absolutely. On top of the fact that, like, to, look to be completely honest, I think we, I, I think our our passing yards would actually be a little bit better with Josh Allen. Well, I'm, well, no shit. It's fucking Josh <laughs> Allen. But but I'm but I'm just saying Jalen is Jalen is winning. Buffalo's got Josh Allen. You know what they also have? A loss to a shitty team. Now I know they're banged up. You know they're banged up on the back end and stuff like that. That's not necessarily Josh Allen's fault. But my point is they've got Josh Allen. They still got a one in the loss column. That is the true. Chiefs. The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. Still got loss on the record. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I, I, same thing. I mean, granted that he's getting the fucking life sucked out of him right now, but. Literally before our very look, eyes, but anyway, that, that's that's not there. That, that we'll don't got nothing that. to do with us, man. That, this ain't the Tampa Bay podcast. We'll we'll leave that to the to you know to the the end of the podcast when we talk a little bit more about the around the world in sports. We'll leave that there. But um, the Eagles being six and zero, I just feel like they deserve a, a little bit more credit. You know, it's not like, and I'm I love saying this, it's not like we're the Dallas Cowboys. It's not like we've ha- it's not like we've got you know expectations and we always shit the bed. You know what I mean? Like we we deserve everything we have right now. We deserve everything that we have right now. They're playing their fucking asses off. And I know Jalen is not going to get the credit that he deserves until he shows it in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, that's fair. In a lot of ways, that's fair. 
but at the I same just, time, what he's done so far, and I don't think I've heard anybody even remotely talk about him in the MVP conversation. They, a lot, a lot of people say that he's in the discussion, but so far, Mahomes and Allen are still in the lead. Okay, and that's that's great. And I'm not arguing with those guys. Obviously, uh, we no, look. We no. already know what Mahomes can obviously do. He's been he's been to a Super Bowl. He's been to two. And won a Super Bowl and yeah. won MVP. And <laughs> so. um and look, Josh Allen. Look what he has done in Buffalo is beyond amazing. You know what I mean? And plus, look, they were smart for for bringing Stephon Diggs over there. Yeah, but we also have AJ Brown, one of the best wideouts that that Tennessee had before they before they fucking traded him off. We have Devonta Smith because you know I mean we got him through draft. So the anybody anybody got a problem with that, you can fucking eat it. The Slim Reaper himself. You know what I mean, dude? We have all three Batman, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got yes, yo yeah. yo. We got um, and we got our boy. You know what I mean Dallas Goddard? He's got a bad first name, but I love I love the last name. So yeah. it's even more <laughs> and it's even more hilarious that we basically stole him from Dallas when <clears throat> they needed a tight end. Yes, I love it even um, more. Yeah, but absolutely. um, nah, dude, and like, and again, dude, just like you said, like, we are do- right now, we are doing a running back by committee type feel, but mm-hmm. with the way that our current offense is, is uh, set up, there's nothing wrong with that because we need to be able to dink and dunk and maybe throw a handful of screen passes or like a few, um, a few swing passes out along the side into which we are, you, you, you mean, we're keeping that type of uh, running back. That you mean that can go ahead and work powerfully against you mean, you mean with that type of stuff, dude. We're picking those Brian Westbrook style running backs, you know what I mean? Like, and because yeah. for us, for this particular type of setup with uh Sirianni, this just makes the most sense right now. All right, so before we do just a little, a little talk, a, a little talk about the upcoming game against the Steelers, you know, one thing that I want to talk about, um, when we are healthy. It is insane what we can do on all sides of the ball because not enough people are talking. Like a lot of people are talking about how, you know, how the second half went against Dallas. And what I don't think people are highlighting enough. And in fact, I know they are because I think I've heard maybe one person talk about it was what changed in that game before Dallas came back. What changed? I'll tell you what changed. Lane Johnson going out changed that game. Because yeah. for and rightfully so, this is the one thing that I will say about Dallas that that is rightfully earned. That defense, specifically Micah Parsons, is real. That dude is real. And Lane Johnson had him in fucking prison, bro. In prison. He Literally a non-factor throwing, for an dude, entire he was half. Throwing of his helmet. He was screaming on the sideline, like for an entire Parsons half like that, of football. Oh my god, dude! It was it was so good. It and like, yeah. but look, we've known. You I mean we've known for what five six years at least? You mean about what you mean where Lane Johnson is and what he can do and yeah. why he you know, why he's paid the way he's paid because he is one of the best linemen in the NFL. Yeah. Being able to take on a Julius Peppers. Um, caliber, uh, a Julius Peppers caliber linebacker slash D end. Like, dude, that's dude. That guy, that guy is a. He is just a. He's a gamer. Peak <laughs> specimen. Peak yeah. specimen when it comes down to every single attribute in, in football, and with Lane Johnson being able to hold him to basically nothing for a half. 
you can't you can't argue with that. So yeah, that is I mean that is easily the biggest factor in what what let Dallas come back in that game. Yeah. So all right, so looking ahead, like Wes said, we have the Steelers on Sunday, and then actually we have a short week because then we have the Texans on Thursday, but we'll, we'll cover that in the next episode. But right now for the Steelers, I want to go into another segment that we're going to have for the Eagles. It's called a two-point conversion because you know, on, on this Philly podcast, at least we don't just go for one. We go for two. We take what we want. And I have a question for Wes here. I have a couple questions for him, actually. Let's rock. Now, the first one that I have is what area or matchup do you think the Eagles must take advantage of to avoid an upset against the Steelers? Because let, let, let it be known, there's not, there's not many people that picked the Steelers to upset the Bucks last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was. And they beat the shit out of them. So this, this Steelers team, again, is, just, is one of those teams that's just dumb enough to win sometimes. With Mitch Trubisky, with, with, uh, with Pickett, with, you know, with whoever the fuck they need. Like, they, you know, they, they are capable of pulling off that upset. So is there a matchup that you see or an area that you see that the Eagles have to take advantage of? Yeah, it has. And honestly, I think it has more to do with, um, with honestly, it doesn't matter whether it's Pickett or, or uh, Trubinsky. Like, our, our corners need to show up even beyond huge. Like, dude, we need pick sixes out the ass because I'm not worried. I'm not necessarily worried. Like I said, I'm, I'm not worried about a, a Pittsburgh defense to completely stop us, but they are absolutely going to, if we have a lapse in focus, they are going to pounce on it. So basically what you're saying is, is knowing that, the, the the quarterbacks of the Steelers can be a little bit gun shy and they can throw some picks is that that's an easy way to 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 bury them fairly early on. Yes. And then also with um uh what's the young boy's name? Um Andre Davis. The um the 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 defensive tackle, the rookie. Ours? Yes. Why did I think his name was George Davis? Maybe I'm tripping. Hold on. No 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 you, you might be right. right. I think you're right actually. Um but like he, dude, with him and Fletcher Cox, and you know I mean both of them sitting in D tackle, Jordan Davis, yeah. Jordan Davis. All right, my my apologies, Mister Davis. Um, with both of them sitting in the D tackle spot, like we can, like I don't see they're never gonna be able to run the ball up the middle at all. And then our dude, our linebackers have been so much better this year than they were over the last two or three years. So, um, T J Edwards is playing. Dude, he's playing like a bat out of hell, dude. Like it, like that, what I, he has been able to do is incredible. When he gets his hands on people, there's not a lot of people breaking out of tackles. No, he is like. He reminds me a lot of, of like a uh, Jonathan Vilma, okay, type yeah. of um, you mean type of linebacker, or may, or maybe like a Derek Brooks. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you mean you mean somebody to where like once once they're in front of you, you're not getting past them. You know what I mean? If it's a heads up, you're done. Yeah. Um. But okay. Now, yeah, that's what I got on that one. Um. Yeah. Right, so, 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 defense in particular. But if you want me to break it down to a particular position, the corners have to step up big. Okay. Now, it kind of goes with where I was going for this next question. But is there anybody that you suspect to have a big game tomorrow? To where, if so, you know, to where, if you know, uh, for example, if AJ Brown were to go off for. 130 yards and two touchdowns, you'd be like, not surprised. Is there anybody that you expect to have a big game? I know you're worried about the defense. It could be it could be a defensive player. You know, you talked about the corners. Do you do you expect big play to get a couple takeaways? Do you expect you know? I mean, like I expect big play to always get at least one. 
yeah well i mean i mean look like you don't i mean look i'm dude i'm not yeah dude i'm not stupid you know what i mean and look i I am also a i mean i am also a panthers fan a lot of people who know me know this as well so i spent a lot of time paying attention to bradbury i mean he spent his first few years i mean he was drafted by carolina so you mean you mean so i spent plenty of time watching him before he got the giants for two years Hmm. but um no honestly i think dallas goddard is going to have a bust out game he i i feel like i i feel like he's going to be close to i want to say he's going to have nine catches for 125 and two touchdowns okay and we are going to revisit these when we get to <laughs> the next episode just just to see just to see i need the i need to make sure i write it down yeah but um yeah that's it for some good old bird watching so it's time to hit the hardwood, baby. It's time to hit the hardwood. Hell yeah. <laughs> Get, Let's I was, go. I was, I was kind of hoping you were going to give me a giggity there as well. Not going to lie. I but, mean. Um, yeah, we're going to hit the, yeah, we're going to hit the hardwood. A little fast break. Talk about some, talk about some Philadelphia 76ers. All right. So like I said, it's time for the fast break. Talk some Philadelphia 76ers. Now, a rocky start to the season to say the least. Not well, now. Now put it this way: you want we talked about how if you would have told us that the Flyers were going to be four and two in their first six games, probably wouldn't have seen it coming. If you'd have told me that the Sixers would be one and three in their first four, probably wouldn't have seen that coming. Yeah, and arguably so... two and two, maybe I would have believed. Actually, two and two, I I, I could have believed. Well, only getting one though, and and coming out the gate. Oh, oh, three is uh, is not something that I was expecting. So, ne- oh, go ahead. I, I'm not going to sit here and say I expected a one in three in the first four games, but I will 100% say that we did play against two of the top defenses in the league in our first two games. Mm-hmm. Obviously, look, we always know what Boston is going to do, especially when they play against us. We know exactly who they are. We know the type of basketball they want to play, and Look, we play very well against each other. It is always a tough fought game, and the the guys do not like each other. You know what I mean on on either team at all. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Um, you Milwaukee. Know, yeah. Again, Giannis. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, I mean, dude, you make a you make a really good point that kind of illustrates what I was saying when I said you know I could have believed two and two. I I thought three and one. Two and two, I would have believed. The one and three still gets me, and 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 here's why. And again, there's there's no shame, and I'm not one of these people that if we were four and zero right now, I wouldn't be acting like we were hot shit because it's still such a small sample size of an 82 game season. So if I'm not if I'm not if I'm not going to beat my chest if we were four and zero, I'm not going to hang my head at one and three. There's a lot of things to work out, but here's where the two and two thing kind of came in for me because I'm like, okay, you open your season against Boston on the road. Now, I know Boston's got a lot of shit going on with their with their head coach, Ime Odoka. We can talk about that a little bit later. Uh, well, actually, we're talking Sixers. We can talk about it now. Ime Odoka got himself fired. Long story short, Boston, I thought he you suspended. Know, Celtics. I, also, I was thinking he suspended because the... Oh, yeah, so he was suspended for the year. Yeah, yes. he's, he's suspended for the year. They're going to readdress, you know, they're going to address it at the end of the year, see what they want to do there. But he had a, you know, a, a workplace relationship, which with, they do not allow in Boston. So he got himself suspended. And he came in, I believe, midway of the season last year and took them from a team that I believe was last or close to last in the conference, took them all the way to the finals. So yeah, I was about to say, because, to like, lose. I mean, we didn't 
we didn't even really look at. I mean, I mean, we looked at Boston because obviously we see Boston all the time, but it was kind. I mean, it was kind of like looking past them, and you mean, you mean, and until it wasn't, and and I know that sounds kind of contrite. Well, here's but, here's the thing. Like I said, granted, they have a lot of in-house problems going on. You're playing ball. You're opening your season playing Boston in Boston the first season after Bill Russell passes away. They had that and the first game honoring. Yeah, so you have that. You have that. You have that tribute. Everyone's jazzed up. He's one of the all one of the all time greats in the league. Period. Certainly Celtics. Um, So obviously, you know they're really playing to win that game. You know, you've got guys that historically do give certain players on our team fits. You know, Horford does seem to have some sort of answers for Joe. And, you know, it it, it seems like every time we play, we usually get the business from one of, if not both, of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So yes. I thought that it's very, it's a losable game. It's very possible that you can lose that game. And then, like you said, you go to the very next game. Granted, it's our home opener, so this is one of the ones that I did still think that we would get. But like you said, one word, Giannis. Giannis. Anytime Giannis comes to town, it's always a losable game. Real, real quick question for you. Yep. How do you say his last name? Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo? Antetokounmpo. There's an M before the an M as in Mike before the P. So Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Okay. Yes, that's it. You got it. Okay. So I so that's why quick, so many people either real call quick sidetrack like, like I had yeah so I had Jess read it because you because she was watching the game with me she and, said you an, mean Antetokounmpo <laughs> well she, dude she she looked at it and you I mean she tried reading it as phonetically as possible you know what I mean because you yeah. I mean a lot of those types of names you know I mean it just kind of just flows that way so but then she looked at me she goes she goes how do you say it I'm like oh I don't know I just call him Giannis and she goes <laughs> why did I I'm like because you're smarter than me. Like, 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 no, you're, the, you're the, yeah. you're the smart one that went to college. Yeah. I went to trade yeah, school. Yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo. But anyway, so, you know, that game, I, I still did think that we would win. And I really thought we would win that game because even though we lost to Boston, I was like, James Harden looked like James Harden. And that's what I was about excited Harden, about. But... And that's what I was excited about. Good. Because last year I was telling everybody. Let's give the dude a fair shake when he's healthy. He came to us with a hamstring injury. Let's wait until he's healthy. See how it goes. You might be right. You might be right. Maybe he is. Maybe he is not that James Harden anymore, but let's wait and see. And the first game looked like vintage James Harden. He gave you he gave you 30 plus. I he believe he gave you I double. Think. I believe he gave you double digit assists. And I, I think he was a couple rebounds short of a triple double. And really, if Joel Embiid gives you anything, in that game, you stand a much better chance. I mean, Joe had a rough first couple games. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, you know, in that in that second game, same thing. You know, that, that second game, I was like, you know, we can take them. We're at home. We should be the ones energized now. We got our home opener. Um, and, you know, it, it just didn't go that way. But the, the one that really got me was the Spurs loss. That's it's a bad funny. one. It's funny because I feel like that one they look past. I feel absolutely, like abs- absolutely. I feel like they look past the Spurs and you know I mean and they also were just they might have been a little too beat up, you know what I mean, like like mentally from you know what I mean from losing back to back against Boston and then Milwaukee. Yeah. And what you finally got to see that you didn't see in the first three games that led to the win that we just had, one twenty to one oh six against Indiana, is what I said in the offseason. The 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 Sixers had 
argue it's really tough to top the Eagles, so I'll still give the Eagles number one. But the Sixers had a stellar offseason. Stellar. Uh, addressed every single need. Every single one. You wanted toughness. You got it. P.J. Tucker, Daniel House. I love him. Um, yo, Tucker. He's a rough, he's a rough I, yo, rider, yo, bro. Dude, yo, again, it is it is the accountability. Like, that is the thing about Philadelphia. It is accountability. And, yeah. he, dude, yo, I, I got upset when I first saw that he was in the starting five and I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like what about Thibault? What about, what about, Yadi? Like, like, I'm like, come on, we have guys that we know. You know what I mean? Who the fuck is this guy? And then <laughs> like, I see, dude, I see how gritty he is. I see how, you know I mean, I see how, how much of a, how much he loves playing the game because dude, that's yeah. what it is. Absolutely. Dude, it's Absolutely. more of a passion for the game than anything else. And with that, dude, it, it, it shows up tenfold. Yeah. So, and then I'm like, okay, it makes a lot more sense now. So they, you know, they addressed that need, and then the bench. The bench was so thin. Like I'm not trying to anemic. Excuse me, I'm not trying to be like a real dick, but if you're, if the people that you are really trusting to not only spell your starters, but to actually give you solid production, is Shake Milton and Furkan Korkmaz as your first options off the bench for scoring? That's rough. That's rough. Now, granted, we did get, you know, we did also last year had, you know, George Niang. He's he's a good three-point shooter and whatnot. But they needed they needed guys, and they got some of the better young 3 and D guys in the league. We got DeAnthony Melton, who's my favorite offseason acquisition, and yep. you've seen it already. He's, he's the reason Matisse Thibel isn't getting minutes. And I love Matisse, but like I said, you have to... You cannot just be one dimensional. You can't be a specialist, and he is great on the defensive end. And I love that, even though he's not the greatest shooter, he does. He doesn't have the Ben Simmons thing. He has the willingness to shoot. He will shoot. Yes, but you have to be able to give us more on the offensive end, or you're not going to play over someone like DeAnthony Melton, who, while is maybe a a little notch below you defensively, but will give you those off. He will give you threes. He will give you, you know, he'll get to the bucket and get free throws and stuff like that. Same thing with a. Uh, I think I feel like it's Dan Well or Daniel. I think it's Daniel. Either way, House. I'm just gonna call him House. Uh House Jr., I should say. Um Big House. So we got him, we got DeAnthony Melton, we got PJ Tucker, and 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 Montrez Harrell. I can't forget about Montrez Harrell. I mean, he, you know, he, you know, six man of the year, I think two years ago, under Doc, funny enough. Yes. In, uh on the Clippers. Um, he also gives you toughness, but he gives you rebounding, most most importantly, offensive rebounding. Um, so great acquisitions. And what you finally saw was I said in the offseason, once we got these guys, I was like, this is where I think we're going to have the biggest change on our team. Because now when our bench comes in, not only should we be able to lock up the other team, but we will now, we should pull away a little bit. Whereas before, whenever our guys went in, it's like, we're just, we're counting on them to just hold the you know just hold the hold the ship good steady enough defense until, hold yeah yeah hold until the line. joe until joe and harden and tobias can come back in now i'm like with these guys we can pull away a little bit and you finally got to see that um in the game against indiana it didn't work now again it's the season's just starting so they're also working themselves in but in the game against indiana um do they have it here do they have no they don't but i'm pretty sure our bench outscored them by like 20 or something like that. And that's going to win you some games. Um, so that that was good to see. Uh, that was very good to see. And that's something that, that they can build off of. But if Joe can screw on 
can get his head screwed on and stay mentally sharp because if there's one issue with him outside of you know the the injury issue which I don't hold that against guys some guys are just injury prone it, it happens he's a big dude that is what it is it's always an issue but I don't blame that on him but he can get rattled and he can be a little mentally weak at times you can see him get in his own head the second he doesn't get a call the second he misses an easy shot and he's actually the cause of one of our weak points which is we seem to have an issue with transition defense transition defense it's it's usually always a five on four going the other way because he's either on the ground because he was trying to sell a call or he's back there bitching at the ref and not hustling back on defense if he can fix that because think think about this with how he played last year and he was a monster he was my mvp vote he was some people's mvp vote i feel like he should have been the mvp 100 agreed not just not just i I'm, and that's not just because he's on my team I don't think he's the MVP every year. Last year, I think he was. Um, and Harden was hurt. Now, we've got James Harden. And we've got the James Harden that I know and love. If if Joe can come along for the ride and 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 get back to form, and I don't think that he can't. It's Like I said, it's four games in. I think he'll get it back. And now with that bench, I do think that we are going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. I really do. I really, really do. And now to, to look ahead for... Uh, the Sixers, we do we have two games in in Toronto against the Raptors. Two games back to not I mean there's a day in between. There's a there's a break in between. And we play the Raptors, we have a day off, and then we play the Raptors again. Uh those games can always go can always go south quickly because uh, to speak to Joe again, he historically does not play good in Toronto. I used to think it was Marcus All. But then one, once Marcus All got traded, we ended up playing in Toronto. He still kind of shit the bed the next time we played there. So I was about to say, man. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, it was it was it was all the stuff in the playoffs with uh, Kawhi and yeah. You know what I mean, like, yeah, yeah, dude, like it's and yeah, dude, you're right. Like, like we just have never looked ourselves in Toronto. Yeah, it's it's especially you know, not it, over the last is, few years. It is what it is. And then we go from there to Chicago. We play the Bulls. They're a little bit banged up, but that's that's a winnable game. And then we finally come back home, I believe, and um, play the Wizards. I d- no, actually, the Wizards might be in, in Washington. Um, I'm not sure. But we do come home to play the Wizards. Or, or Did we come home? I'd have to look it up. But either way, we got the Wizards. That's 100% a winnable game. It's like you shut down Bradley Beal, and you're probably fine. Um. Yeah. So you want to hit? You want to? We got a little fun coming up for the Sixers segment. As yeah, well. I got a little something for you. Um. Yeah. Yo. Yo. We got a. I mean, we got a shot clock going right now. Oh. But um. Shit. I mean, look. I like. Um, nah. Yeah. We good. All right. I got another question in my head. That I'll run with. So. Um. All right. Let's go ahead. I will start the clock and I will give you twenty four seconds. That's the way we're going to run this. Uh, question number one: Are you worried about Joel Embiid not performing to the people's expectations currently? Long term, I say no because I do think he's got it in his gut that he's he's pissed that he didn't win MVP last year. So I think that he's going to be determined to really get it in gear this year. And I think you know the fact that he's got Harden back. Once they can figure out how they play together with a healthy Harden, he's going to be good. Okay, that pick and roll is going to be nasty. <laughs> Uh, next question I have for you has to do with James Harden. So, 
I saw a stat and I also saw a picture looking at Harden over the last few seasons, over his from his first season with um, Houston, then his first season with uh, Brooklyn, and then his first, and then now this year with us, his first full season. If you look at the pictures, you will see that James Harden is much more lean. He looks better. His he actually has definition in his body. You know what I mean? So my question for you is. What do you think about his conditioning? Do you think that we do, do you think we do have the potential of getting maybe a Harden of old? I do. I do believe that you have the ability. Now he is still up there in age, so do I know that he can drop 35 plus every night like he did like in the middle beginning middle of his career in Houston? No, but I do think you will get a lot of those games because of of his physique and he was only able to do that because his hamstrings healthy. So he was finally able to put the work in to get himself in that shape. So nice. yeah, I do think you will, you will see glimpses of the old James Harden. All right. And uh, last question I have for you with us talking about that Toronto and, and with knowing what it is like for us going up against Toronto and with Joel Embiid in his current situations, I want to, even regardless of Harden, you mean, say he scores 28, you mean, he scores 28, 11 and, like eight, okay? You know what I'm saying? Double-double, almost triple-double. Who else has to step up in this game against Toronto? In this game against Toronto, I'm going to say, building off of the game that he just had in Indiana, I'm going to say Tobias Harris. Because, ah, ooh, fuck, this is tough. Actually, you no, know go back on that. I'm going to say Tyrese Maxey. Because Maxey hasn't quite looked like Maxey to start this season. And I think he's due for one of those breakout games. And if there's anyone that's going to run the floor like a maniac and make that happen, it's going to be him. I think, honestly, I think we're going to need to lean on Maxi a whole bunch more, especially if Joel is having these plantar fasciitis issues with his foot. Um, yeah. We're going to need to worry more about getting Maxi down there for that speed to give Joel, you know what I mean, the time to be able to get up and down the way he needs to be. Yeah. Because uh, Tyree, he lit it. Maxi lit it up in the preseason. I know some people don't put a lot of stock in preseason. That's fine. But I mean, you still like putting the ball in the hole is putting the ball in the hole. So, I mean, and and he looked really good in the preseason. Hasn't looked the first few games of the season. He almost looks like someone who's trying to fit in and play little brother to Joe and James, rather than being that dude that like, oh, I can take this game over if I want to. He mm-hmm. he has that ability. He's. He's not going to do it with strength, but with speed and how efficient a three-point shooter he can be, he can absolutely take a game over. So I, I would say Tyrese Maxey, then to a lesser degree, Tobias. There you go. All right. Uh, second to last segment that we'll go ahead and have. Uh, we are going to talk about probably one of the coolest fucking things that we can fucking talk about right now. And that yes, is that sir. your, my, our... Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series, bro. I, what a, what a time to start this podcast, bro. Like <laughs> right, just at the just at the just at the right time. And like you said, you know, the, last team in and one of the last two teams remaining. <laughs> so, and it is it has been a ride, man. It it has been it has Again, been a ride. Let's talk about what they needed and what they did. They needed more hitters. I mean, they needed more bats. So they pick up um, Cancelos. Uh, they pick up... Um, Who? Castellanos? Cast- is, is it Castellanos? Okay, fine. Yeah. Castellanos. Um, look, man, fuck it. Dude, yo, Marsh is... Where the fuck did he come from? The the cave with the other guy, Co-Caveman. 
No, I'm just kidding. I love that dude. Yo, I, yo, I I love his swagger more than anything, man. Like, and, and look, yo, let's just let's just break this down real quick. We had to win to get in. Yes, we did. We played so bad in the last month of the regular season, the Phillies. We had to win to get in because we needed that spot. Played against St. Louis, won two games. Best of three, made it. Cool. Now we go up against the World Series champs. Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves. We fucking beat them. What was it? Three games to one? Yeah. Three games to one? Yeah, and the best of five. Yeah, we got And we, we did that shit at games. home. Won that shit to go to the next at home. And who do we have to face then? The We are the number six fighting fucking Phils. Going against the number five. It's the, it's the fightings. It's going, the against fightings. The, going against the fucking number five, San Diego Padres. But I will say, I feel like San Diego probably gave them the absolute biggest run for their money. Oh, and, dude, that, and, like, dude, that that was harder. That, that was harder for me to watch than fucking Atlanta. We won that series four game. You know, we got to four. They only got one. Yes, but that does not tell the story of how that series went. That series was no. nip and tuck, man. That series was nip and tuck. You had explosions here and there in certain innings by each team in in their wins. Uh, you had you know you had you had comebacks. You know, mm-hmm. uh, San Diego had to come back. That's what's in. Yeah, fuck you guys. Anyway, um, but yeah, and 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 the sluggers they got over there with Soto and Machado and um, Bell. You know, they're they're yeah, and they're and they're they're pitchers, they're, too. they're they're deep. Like they were a deep squad. Dude, that 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 pitcher from Japan, that kid is insanely phenomenal. Like I am. Look, I know this is a Philadelphia-based podcast, and look, I am going to get to that. But I, I, I have to at least say something about some about about the person they call they call the mad scientist. Like, yeah. yo, this kid, literally, if he likes how a pitch looks from a different pitcher, he will analyze it and then use it. He knows, like the fucking know, Terminator. dude. He has eleven. He has eleven, eleven fucking pitches, and that dude that does not include his fastballs. Yeah. All of that is just curves and change-ups. Like, dude, that kid is so fucking impressive. I can't be. I, I can't even begin to talk about how great that guy is. I, I'm, I'm sorry that we're the ones that had to beat him, but it is what it is, man. But yo, eighth inning. You're not wrong. Two outs. You are not wrong, sir. Runner on first. We are down by one. There is not a single person that 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 thought that if this if this was going to happen, that 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 it, it would have to happen now. It can't happen at any other point in time, because we don't need we don't need a bottom of the ninth. That's not what we want. No. no. Now, one of the greatest things is that, like I've said, I've been talking about this team. I mean, lately I've been saying, like, yo, they're they're able to play small ball. They can they they can small ball you to a win if they have to, but. If they need to turn on the bat, they've got crushers. They will crank it to fucking eleven. Bryce fucking Harper, yo. And talk about uh, just a story because who was it? What team was it that took out Bryce Harper for a good part of the season? 
that would be the San Diego Padres. Yeah, it was that one pitch that hit his thumb that that fucking put him out. Yeah, and then he comes and it's Bryce has this thing about him, especially in this postseason. Especially in this postseason, you you see the look in his eyes that it was one of the first times in any sport for a very long time when we had a guy on base and he stepped up to the plate before like before any of the pitches had even started. I was just like, he's gonna do it. He's absolutely gonna do it. Like I wasn't like I didn't and I it was a weird it was a weird feeling because normally in those spots I'm like uh, it's Philadelphia so this is gonna have to be a little bit more nerve wracking we're gonna have to they'll probably get a run we're if we're gonna have to do something it's gonna be the bottom of the ninth like they can't ever just yeah you know let us breathe a little easy <laughs> but uh which technically they didn't when it came to the pitching in the top of the ninth but anyway yeah Bryce stepped up to the plate and I was just like oh he's he's gonna he's gonna hit this thing and uh, sure as shit sure as shit and I think what a that that's the home run. And I think that was the first time that late in a playoff game since Matt Stairs when he pinch hit um, the year that we won the World Series, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Or it may have been a couple, it may have been a year before, a year after. I don't quite remember, but um, it's now you can when you look, you know, one thing that comes to mind when you look at this team and you and you look at them all interact with each other, um, like it seems like a legit brotherhood like a yes. legit family like they 100 percent love to play with each other and for each other i agree you know they they really rally behind one another but there is someone else that we need to throw a little bit of fucking love to i mean there's a lot there's a lot of love to go around but what seems to be getting lost and i get it because bryce hit that fucking two-run shot reese hoskins came alive he came alive a couple games into that into that series when we needed him most and funny enough, our buddy, uh, RJ, him and I talk sports all the time while the games are going on. And he said something about Hoskins. I don't know if he doesn't like Hoskins or was just talking shit or whatever. But literally right after he said that, Hoskins went on a tear. He was like on fire <laughs> since then with coming up with clutch hits after yes. clutch hits. And uh, he he definitely deserves And I mean, look, love. yo, he had he had a lot to prove, especially after uh, game three. When he had that horrible play at first base uh, at where first the ball base, bounced, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it bounced really weird off of the rim of his glove. And I mean, look, th- there's there's no way to those not own are, up to that. Those plays are going to happen sometimes. <clears throat> you just hope to God that it doesn't happen in that spot. Yes, in the in the postseason, yeah. like you hope, like eh, you know, if that happens in the third inning of the tenth game of the season, yeah, you know, fuck it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, it's. You know, there's a there's a lot of credit to to go around here, and and it's it's tough to to leave anybody out. Like, yeah, Bryce hit the shot, and he's been consistently he's been he's been our most consistent and best player since the playoffs started. But you know, you got to think when when the playoffs started. I believe I don't remember if it was when the no when the series against the Padres started. I think wasn't Schwarber and Hoskins. They were like a combined like one of. 20 something it was like one of 40 actually like to be completely close it was because because hoskin wasn't doing shit and um and schwarber dude schwarber was like one for like 16 or something like that yeah and when we needed them they came alive crushing solo shots from schwarber and yeah i want to talk about that real quick so in i think it was game one i think it was game one um schwarber hit a line bomb that the exit speed off of the bat was 125 miles an hour 
we were like my friends and I were joking that the ball would end up over around us by like the next afternoon because that's how fast that fucker was flying. But, um, yo, like I, I can't even begin to talk about how exciting and awesome this is for the world series. I mean, because in the beginning of the season, this was not on anybody's list. This was not on nobody's bingo card. Not in this fucking town. No. You no mean, especially with Girardi getting fucking canned. Like, yo, you yeah. have, you I mean, you have a storied who will easily be a Hall of Fame coach in, you know I mean, in Girardi uh, getting fired. And then, you I mean, you figure if that's happening, dude, the rest of the season's just fucked. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. There is no way that we're going to go ahead and get anywhere. But. Obviously, you have the um, designated hitter, you know what I mean, in, in all of baseball now. It's not just the American League. So, that, you mean, that's where Harper sits now. And, um, you mean, because I believe Schwarber, I think it's Schwarber's the one that sits in um, right field or uh, in left field now. I can't remember which. You mean, or, no, no, it's right because it's where Bryce was. You have Stott, who's, uh, you mean, he's the short, uh, the shortstop. There you go. I couldn't fucking remember. Um, dude, yo, he's been he's been batting fucking fantastically. I mean, obviously, like I said, dude, Marsh being the center fielder, he's looking great. Uh, third baseman, fucking no, second baseman. Um, Gene Segura, dude, yo, where the fuck did he come from, man? Yo, he's dude, he's got that he's got that extra fucking spice. Like I love it. Cause like yo, I was laughing, I was laughing during the games, the, I mean during this Padres series because um you'd have you have guys like Soto. And uh, Machado, and like they would be talking so much shit to JT Romuto. Like, you, dude, yo, you saw you saw Soto with like these little like looks, little like shoulder shimmies and shit like that. You know I mean thinking that he was getting a fucking ball when it was actually a strike and shit? Like he'd look back at the at the ump and get all mad. Like it was, dude. It was. I loved watching the faces of the Padres players. At the same time, I also hated seeing our faces when we would strike out. So you know I mean it is what it is. Um, Friday is game one. Looks like the first pitch is going to be out about 8.30, just after 8.30. Uh, game two is set for Saturday. Game three is set for Monday, for Tuesday. And then um, if we need to run into any more of the series, it'll basically be just back-to-back games for the rest of next week. And this is this is, this is is no easy task either. Houston has been there, and they've done that, and recently. Now, granted, you know. Will they or will they not know what we're doing before we do it? That remains to be seen. I knew it. Oh, d- dude, that's that's gonna follow you. That's absolutely gonna follow you. I'm not saying it's me? not gonna follow, but dude, I don't want this to be like, I don't want this to be. You know, what I mean? I'm like, not. Spy I'm not gate. gonna. You know, I'm, what I'm not saying? gonna. Be, I'm the, not gonna be that. Fucking, like no New England Patriots shit. I'm not gonna be that dude that if we, God forbid, if we lose, that's gonna be like, oh, they cheated. Like, I'm not. If if if, if they were to find that out, that's one thing. But I'm not just gonna be like, oh. <laughs> Of course, of course, Houston won. They cheated, but like no, but um. So, oh uh, yeah, another I, thing. I, I actually, I, I just want to spit this out real quick. So, uh, Bryce Harper. I mean, he takes the NLCS MVP. I mean, we all knew that. We all knew that was I mean, that was happening. Uh, one of the owners came down after Harper was given the MVP, and he said, he said, we didn't pay you enough. One of the owners literally said three hundred thirty million dollars apparently wasn't enough to pay you. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And so... well, look, yo, if he actually brings this thing home next week, dude, 
I will agree. I will agree wholehearted. And not to mention Bryce Harper will never have to pay for a single meal in this town ever again. Absolutely. He probably already doesn't. But, I mean, for sure. For sure. Now, outlook for the World Series. Who do you think really needs to come up big? Who do you think we cannot afford? Like, obviously, there's guys we can't afford to go, you know, to go stale or anything like that. But who do you think, like, put it this way: Do you think it's going to come down more to pitching? I feel you know, like at least Nola, for us, Nola, it's going to have to. Nola, you know what I'm saying? Wheeler, Nola, they've, Wheeler. Been, they've, they've been dealing. Ranger Suarez, um, like, yo, dude, yeah. the, the only game I just laughed at the absolute obscenity of it was game four against the Padres, you know what I mean, to where it was like fucking, dude, yo, you looked at a ball and you were cracking a home run, dude. You, you know, they're, 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 yeah. they're pulling so many guys from the fucking, you know what I mean, from the bullpen for like, you know I mean, for those, for that game, it was ridiculous. Um, yeah. But who do, you, who do you think is going to, for the Phillies to win the World Series, what do you think has to happen? I mean, depending on where the lineup sits, um, I I honestly think Gene Segura Segura has to do something. I mean, I mean he he needs to get himself. He needs to worry. This. Yeah, dude, he needs to worry more about the small ball. You know what I mean? Like, not everything needs to be a crack of the bat, putting it. You know what I mean all the way out for a double and a triple, dude. Just we have the guys. You know what I mean like you mean you mean especially in the first half of the lineup. You know what I mean who can crack that type of shit? I want that second half of the lineup to be able to give me the small ball. I want Stott to be able to give me singles and doubles. I, I mean, I want, I want Marsh to be able to go ahead and give me singles and I mean, try to get some steals. You know what I'm saying, like, dude? I want that type of thing, to where that we will, yo, know, let's we're gonna let uh, Schwarber and um, Hoskins and Harper and Romuto, yo, know, we're gonna let those guys go ahead and just lay bats out because that dude, that that's where the big dingers are gonna be. But yeah. in the but in like dude in the second and third innings and you know I mean in in those types of innings yo that's when we really need that you mean the back half of the uh, the lineup to actually show up. All right, prediction. What do you got? I say Phils in five. Which wow. means that which that means is they, aggressive. So if you're saying Phils in five, Phils in five. Yeah. Now yeah. Then yeah. Home. Wednesday, November second, we're gonna win at home, and it's gonna be the last game for it. So you legit? So do you? We're, so look, look, here's what. So, so so here's what I see straight up. I see us. I, we're splitting in Houston. But that's what I mean. Which one do you see? A, do you see a steal in game one right away, and then they come back figuring a must win in game two, and then they beat us there? Yeah. Or do you yeah. think? No, no. I, I think, see it. I see. It look, I think. I see it looking more like that because that's kind of what we had with San Diego. I think. I think for you to be right, that's what. That's what has to happen because I can't imagine that. You know, they could lose game one and then and go know, on and 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 i know that they can't afford to go three straight games in philly being down oh two meanwhile you know if if we win you know if they win game one you know we're not going to want to come back here so i i feel like that's how it's going to have to happen if if you're to be right i oh, i don't want it to be this way but i'm going I'm going Phils and six. Mm. I don't want to have to do it on the road. I think it'd be so much more exciting to be done at home. But I think Houston, they're good, man. They're good. Look, I'm, I'm not, not saying we're not good. good. I'm not saying we're not. Dude, good, they swept the absolute I, fuck out of the goddamn Yankees. Like, dude, I, I, dude, I love the shit out of that. It's it's just tough to see Houston losing three consecutive games. 
I, that that that's that's tough. I can't see them losing three straight, even in Philly. I hope to God I'm wrong. I mean, look, even, look. With me being right, that means that they. I mean, they lose. So Phils win game one. Astros win game two. And then, then we win three, four, five in Philly. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I can't see them losing three straight games. I hope I'm wrong. See, my biggest thing is that what I'm seeing with us is that when when we need like when we need the hits, we're getting the fucking hits. Yeah, you know what I mean, dude. We're not leaving like all that many people out. In, you mean in runners in scoring positions? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's dude. It we haven't been that team, dude. The bats have been getting hot at the right time, and baseball, I think more than any sport, especially you I mean the playoffs in the World Series. Like, if if your bats are riding high, then you know what I mean then you don't really need much else. You know what I mean? And, but then on top of that, with what we've been getting from Wheeler and what we've been getting from Nola and Suarez, and you know I mean and even dude like fucking like you do what we've been getting from Eflin in the fucking relieving spot over you know I mean over the last few games has been fan fucking tastic yeah i'm not worried about our pitching i'm not even worried about our infield even with the weird shit that's happened over the last few games i'm still not worried about the infield you mean i'm worried you mean i'm worried about you mean stuff get you mean stuff getting over the head of the infield and just you know i mean just 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 falling in that position to where to where they can keep on like cracking because yo once teams start getting singles on us we have a hard time trying to you know i mean seal that wound I mean, we saw that we saw that plenty of times in the series against San Diego. Like that's one of the things that Houston is going to really try to exploit. Agreed. Well, do you heard it here first? Wes says Phil's in five. I've got Phil's in six. And now that we've done our due diligence on all four of the Philly sports teams, we're just going to do a real quick jog around the world of sports and finish off with some of our hot takes of the week. Now, there's really not much around the world of sports right now just because, you know, two of the seasons have kind of just started. So obviously, really one of the, the biggest things going on in the NBA right now, like I said, we, we touched on it earlier. You have the Ime Odoka situation in Boston. How is Boston going to finish after just going to the NBA finals? Are they going to be able to recreate that with an interim coach or are we going to find out that, you know, Udoka really was that guy to take? Dude's younger than hell. me. So, yeah, this fucking coach in Boston. So there's, so, there, so there's that. And. And Brooklyn is probably the next biggest story because you've got a lot of things going on there. You've got you've got our former player, Ben Simmons, who's just fouled out in two of his last three games uh, with like a minute still like into the fourth quarter. Like he's he, he ha- put it this way. He has 17. I believe he has 17 points and 14 fouls on the season. Ooh. Uh, and it might be the other way around. It might be 17 fouls and 14 points. I, I don't fully remember. But that's going to be an interesting team to watch going forward because you've got Kyrie, who is playing for a max contract, playing to show that he can be reliable and stuff like that. KD is playing to prove that he can lead a team. And Ben is is proving, is playing, hope is trying to prove that he's not, you know, the Tin Man, um, basically. And, and that's really, you know, that's... As far as the early goings of the season, that's kind of the bigger stuff around basketball. Hockey, there's there's not really much. Obviously, it's you're paying close if you're if you're our age, you're paying close attention to Ovechkin and him creeping closer and closer to Gretzky's goal record. He's off to a little bit of a slow start for himself, but that's it. And obviously, just keeping a watch on what there is nothing more accurate 
than the fact of Obi just doing whatever the fuck Obi's going to do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously seeing what teams are going to be in the Bedard sweepstakes. But that's, you know, that's kind of it for that. Um, there's always stuff going on in uh, the NFL. If I can... I would like to go ahead and um, go a little bit of a little bit away from our normal sports things, but I mean, this is a story that did this did come out almost an hour ago. Um, Brittany Griner, who is currently oh, yeah. being held in Russia to serve a nine-year sentence for a drug charge, which is essentially just a vape cartridge. I mean, it's a half-gram vape cartridge. To be completely honest, of what it is, of exactly what it is, she got denied by the Russian appellate courts. So as of right now, she is still going to need to serve this full nine years. Yep, that is a big story in the in, in the WNBA. You are right. That is uh, it is yeah, just that something is that I did, I did see that break. It is something that just it 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 absolutely just drives me fucking nuts. It that... is one hundred percent unfortunate and shitty, but you have to be so so careful when you are going to other countries, knowing what you are bringing. And as shitty as and, and as shitty as it is to say, not only knowing what country you're going to, but knowing what country you're going to and the times that we are in with said countries and what said countries are involved in. You have to be so, so careful because regardless, and again, it's unfortunate and I feel like that is stupid and super steep, but it's like she's paying a really, really long an unfair stupid tax is pretty much what it is because she did indeed bring stuff there that she was not supposed to bring there. And now what we're asking as people is for her to get special treatment that you or myself would not get because she plays in the WNBA. And that's what sucks. While we sit and say that it's, it's, it's unfair and like we would want the same for any Tom Dick or Harry that's over there. Think the of how part... think think put it this way. The people that she's being there detained with, look how long it took for them to even mention the other two people before her. She was all they talked about. We have other people detained over there. We have people detained all over the world. Of, of course, but we're just strictly talking about but, Griner and Russia. Yes. Now, my whole thing is with what you're saying, yes, every time Dick and Harry look look, obviously I would love for them to go ahead and be like, hey. You're not allowed to get this in the country. Go get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? Do that thing. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. Just fucking run. Now, be, now being used my, as a political pawn is never okay. But my Ever. point, my point is that you show me any other, any other male celebrity superstar that is going to go ahead and get this treatment over a if half ounce, over a half ounce cart for a fucking vape. I thoroughly believe same situation. All across the board, same decision making, same everything. If it's Steph Curry, he's home by now, by a long shot. If it's LeBron, he's home by now, by a long shot. So yeah, it's it. I mean, that's just again, that's not my field. I, I don't know for certain. That's that's just what I think. And and at the very least, I feel like you'd hear about it more. Even if they weren't home by then, you probably wouldn't go a single day. It'd be like day uh, day three of LeBron in Russia, day four of LeBron. Like you'd never yeah. hear the end of it until he was home. Meanwhile, it's really slowed down with her. Like you heard about it today because, you know, or because the trial and, and everything. And, and yeah, whatnot. because she just got denied yeah. the appeal. Yeah. But you, you are right that that is a big story. And, and I hope to God that they can pull something off and, and 
get her home because, you know, granted, like I said, she did fuck up. She did break a law there. But if all the shit that was going on right now wasn't going on, I don't think Russia would care to keep her. They'd have let her come home by now. But, you know, politics are fucking stupid. But anyway, um, and like we said, going into the NFL, you know, there's always storylines there. The what the fuck is going on with Mr. Immunized Aaron Rodgers and, uh, you know, Tom Brady looking like he's fucking got the life force sucked out of him. I'll tell you what. There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of goofy shit I'm hearing that I don't necessarily believe in. I've been hearing all these stories about how, you know, Giselle is literally a witch and this is her stealing her power back. I don't believe in stuff like that. But when you look at Tom Brady, sometimes (laughs) you look at Tom Brady and how drawn his face looks. I'm looking at him and I'm just like, man, is it possible that I don't know nothing? (laughs) Is it possible that I'm wrong? I mean, look, there are plenty of things that happen out in the world that we cannot explain, nor do we want to. But and... even if that's not the case, and I suspect that it's not because I personally don't believe in that stuff, what that does say to me is that people really do underestimate no matter what you have, no matter how blessed you are with money, with fame, with a career, how much that shit, if your house is in order, if your house is fucked up, he has no peace to go home to. Whether it's, we no. don't know, we don't know, we all we can do is speculate. We don't know the conversation that they've had in that house, so we don't know who's leading the charge and being wrong here. But my point is like he has, so whether it's through his fault or not his own fault, he's got no peace to go home to none. And I feel like you can see that in his damn face. So that just goes to show you that like when you're, when your family life is fucked up, that whole money doesn't buy happiness thing. Look at that. Even when they were winning, look at that dude's face. Does he look like a happy dude to you? Not to me. (laughs) He looks like he's not even remotely. He went from being 44 looking 36 and like he could play in the league for another decade to being 45 and looking 92. But anyway, and, and that's, and obviously there's really the the big, you know, stories right now in in baseball is just the world series. So we'll leave that there, but we are each, we're going to move into our hot take of the week. It can be, it can, it can be a hot take to come from any sport. Uh, I have no problem leading mine off if you want. My hot take of the week, and we will re- revisit these uh, next week and see if we got one right. And my hot take of the week is from the NFL, and I've got the Packers over the Bills in Buffalo. Whoa. I believe they're in Buffalo. Yeah, I would. I've got... they, nah. There's a reason they're called hot takes, and I really I feel like. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Green Bay is tired of the shit that they've been going through the last couple weeks, and I think they're primed for an upset. The Bills um, are riding high after be after you know their midseason Super Bowl against the Chiefs because let's be real that was their Super Bowl and uh, absolutely. You know I think that you know they're they're home they're looking at a team that they should dispose of handily and and I I yep I got Packers. Okay. Um. One of my biggest hot takes for right now, actually, th- th- this is also football. Uh, Christian McCafferty, you know, CMC, he got traded over to San Francisco for a bunch of picks. You know, I mean, the Panthers got for him. But with that, now everybody is saying that San Francisco is, is now going to take the top spot and they're going to be the best team in the NFL. Again, it is everybody not even remotely looking at the, the team that is undefeated, you know what I mean, and just shitting on them. So, you know I mean, so like, honestly, 
like my hot take is give me let's fucking show him. I mean like yo it it bo- that shit bothers the fuck out of me. Like I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And look, it goes it, I mean it comes down to the you mean like like, like I want to say before. No one likes us. No one likes us. No one likes us. We don't care. You know what I mean? But actually we kind of do and that's why we have this fucking chip on our shoulder. That's why we want to go ahead and not only beat these teams, but beat the bloody piss out of them because they don't fucking respect us and put respect on our fucking name. Jesus. Well, anyway, yeah, that's so. We'll, like I said, we'll revisit next week and we'll see, you know, how this goes. But that's the first episode of the Philly Grip podcast in the books. So for now, I'm going to let you know the places that you can reach us because let's be real, we just started this thing. So, and we got we, uh, them places, baby. <laughs> Wait, what? I said we got them places. Oh. Yeah. Some of them. So anyway, yeah. So you can reach out to us on our email, which is phillygrit7 at gmail.com. And the next two are super easy because they are the exact same on Twitter. We are at phillygrit7 and on Instagram, we are phillygrit7. So please come by, follow us. We will follow you back. We, you know, that's the place to check us out. We're going to be posting a bunch of sports related stuff. You can go check out final scores and stuff there. If, you know, if you haven't gotten a chance to see the games, we'll be posting that sort of stuff there. Or if you and, have any uh, questions you want to ask us, you mean anything? Abs- you mean like, yo, we we will talk about this stuff. You mean while we while we run the episodes? I mean, if abs- if, if we can throw it in as a topic, let's do it. Absolutely. If there's something that you think we should have discussed that we missed, let us know. If there's something that you would like for us to talk about on the on the next episode, or you want our opinion on, let us know. And we will do the same thing. But that was fun, man. Fucking that was this. fun. I love That's being a good back. time. And until next week, people. Stay gritty, Philly. Fucking go get it, baby.